0: We return to
1: Oilers Now with Bob
0: Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide.
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A
1: on Oilers Radio. 630
0: chat. 12.35 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. In mere moments, Mark Specker will join us. Stoffer and Specker, every Tuesday. Brought to you by our friends at Horse Racing Alberta and the 7,000 men and women that work in the Alberta horse racing industry. Some guests on our show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Rebecca and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers now sent you. We go to NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing back at the studio. Here
2: is Brendan Escott. Eight games on the NHL schedule tonight, including the Oilers and Penguins, which of course you can catch right here on 6.30 Chad, 7pm. The puck drop. The face-off show with Reed Wilkins and Bob Stoffer starts at 5.30. Montreal Canadiens host the Flames in an all-Canadian matchup and Ottawa welcomes in Boston. Blue Jackets defender Seth Jones makes his debut tonight against Arizona and Alex Galchenyuk will make his season debut on the other side of the ice for the Coyotes. New Jersey Devils placed the Reverend Ben Lovejoy and Drew Stafford on the IR and recalled former Oiler Eric Griba and Edmonton product John Quenville. Connor McDavid was named the NHL's second star of the week, registering two goals and four assists in three games. Capitals forward Nick Backstrom recorded his 600th career assist last night and Hurricanes forward Sebastian Ajo set the franchise record with his nine-game point streak to start the season. Canucks forward Elias Petterson skated for the first time since suffering that concussion against Florida. He will travel with the team for games against Vegas and Arizona, though I don't think he's expected to play. And Bakersfield Condor is off until Saturday. Oil Kings off until Friday. Golden Bears host UBC on both of those nights, Bob. All right, uh, it is
0: 12.37. You can text us at 6.30, 6.30. It is presented by Heartland Ford just 20 minutes away, out in Fort Saskatchewan. Great family business. Uh, this text comes in out of Grand Prairie, Alberta. It says, Bob, not sure you're right on the fact that the Penguins and the Capitals are more willing to shut you, or to trade chances than Nashville. Washington and Pittsburgh can shut you down on the back check and, uh, and four check pressure. Uh, they're both the real deal. Well, no, we're saying they're good teams. I'm just saying when Nashville wants to suffocate you with their defense, and that's the difference. With all due respect to Pittsburgh and Washington, who have won Stanley Cups and Nashville hasn't, Nashville's defense can do it to you. They can shut you down. Let's bring aboard Mark Specter again. Stop and Inspector for the 7,000 Albertans employed in the horse racing industry. Spec, this is a killer weekend at Roger's place, man. Yeah, there is. Oh, what happened? There we go, Bobby. No, no, something happened there. What happened? Just a sec. Did I? Let's try that, Mark. Go now. How about that, Bob? How about that not working? Mm. Did I? I'm here. Why? No. No, oh, don't. Mark, don't touch anything there. Just a sec. Oh, boy, oh, boy. We were just up and running with that. Mark, go now. How about that, Bob? There we go. There we go. See what eight years of post-secondary education works. Hey, what's that button for?
1: <laughs> uh, Pan's Oilers, right? This is a uh, – I always look at these matchups. You know, I wrote today in, in CA uh that you – listen, we all grew up in Edmonton. We all took Wayne Gretzky for granted. Right, we all said, ah, we watch Gretz all the time. He's great. He's the best player. And then it ended. I didn't take him for granted. I think we. I feel like we took him for. I took him for granted. Put it that way. I watched him all. Mark, you've taken me for granted. Yeah, that's easier. (laughs) Uh, But I want to say that you know, like, I know that Connor McDavid's only twenty-one years old. I get that. But I want to say that Connor McDavid versus Sidney Crosby—that's Lemieux Gretzky. Well, we only got there wasn't very many Lemieux Gretzky's in the old days, right? right? How many Hull? Hull How games were there, and if you ever went to one of them, Bob, you tell your grandson, right? Hey, I saw Hal play Hull one time, and I'm not saying that either of these guys are Gordie Howe. That's not what I'm saying. But in today's world, the hockey world, this is a absolute supreme yeah. your matchup. You're going to watch it tonight, and you know if something crazy happens, you're going to say, "Wow, you know, I'm, I'm going to remember that game."
0: You know, the only thing that o- overshadowed the first matchup between Sidney Crosby. And Connor McDavid, yep, was that was the night that Donald Trump won the election? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, you know, we were there for that game. And hey, McDavid- good news, bad news, Bob. Yeah, well, McDavid was just—I mean, the Oilers squandered. They had a three-one lead in that game, yeah. and actually, ironically, because Leon Draisaitl was part of our discussion today. Um, the, the Lucic had a couple turnovers one that ended up in the back of the Yeah, and uh, that line got drilled during the course of game and, and at, at that time McDavid was playing with Jordan Everly and Patrick Maroon they were in on all three of the goals and the owners mm-hmm. built up the 3-1 lead and Pittsburgh actually moved away from the Crosby matchup head-to-head against Connor McDavid The four games, and I know you wrote about it yesterday on uh, sportsnet.ca, the four games. McDavid's got seven points. He's been a star in three of the four games. He was not a star in Pittsburgh in that game where he had the three assists. Right. And Crosby, conversely, has got just the one assist, though they both scored in the shootout here in the return game uh, the first year of the matchup between the two. So, I mean... And maybe it speaks to a challenge. You know, a challenge that Edmonton's got here is that Pittsburgh's got far greater depth, and they've been able to win the games in spite of the fact that maybe McDavid's outpointed
1: Crosby head to head. Yeah, sure. So McDavid has won the matchup, right? He's he's a plus player, plus three, I believe. I believe Sid's minus one, seven points to one. It's mean, hands down, McDavid's won the matchup. But I think that's a, a good. It's a metaphor for what's going on with these two organizations. You know, those little things don't matter in Pittsburgh. Tell me who won. Yeah. Right. Pittsburgh wins, and they win Stanley Cups, and they have the depth. And they don't complain about uh, – I don't hear anyone w- when – you know. now, Jake Gunsel's a, a good player, and he's established himself, but when Sid Crosby was lining up with, with Rust and Gensel, and we barely heard of Gensel, uh, I didn't hear a lot of complaining about, oh, that poor organization, they're not supporting Sid Crosby. He was winning Cups with those guys. I remember I when it was Kunitz and, and Talbot. Right, Kunitz and Talbot, you know, and, and I remember – yeah and they weren't winning with those they won one they won the the first one and went to the second no they Won the second one, went to the first one, lost to Detroit in 08. Right, and then came Detroit back, in 09.
0: beat Detroit in 09. So, I
1: mean, they've just been a spectacular organization. They're always in the mix. They're always close, and the Oilers hope that that's... Well, they've they been they that about them in it's, eight, it's,
0: years. It's remarkable how, you know, they hired Mike Johnson away, and that, that team was flat at that point. Of course, Crosby was getting over some concussion issues. Yeah, missed but a But there was time, something yeah. missing with Mike Johnson as head coach of the hockey club. And then, lo and behold, Mark, they bring a board... Uh, Mike Sullivan and he's just been the perfect fit with that club and yep. hey there I mean and, and maybe we look at Washington differently now the Washington won the cup last year and finally beat him makes you realize that maybe the Stanley Cup was really played for in the second round of the playoff series each of the last three years yeah, perhaps but, but uh, alright so we got this the, we got this Crosby versus McDavid matchup Todd McClellan today Mark on three separate occasions included Leon Dreisettle in reference to Crosby Melkin. Oh sure. And almost trying to cajole uh, and maybe Dreisettle hear some of that. Look, you gotta be that player on that level for us. You could you have and, and and hey, Leon's a young player. He does have a point per game. I don't think he's played overly well five on five. No. He hasn't been overly productive away from McDavid. Nope. He's played with McDavid more than people think. He's played over forty percent of his minutes this year all-in, including, including power play, play and three-on-three
1: three with Connor, uh, but that's, where are you at with that right now? Well, I mean, there's no question that the Oilers have structured their surf, their cap and their team the same way that, that Pittsburgh has. You know, McDavid's Crosby, and Dreisaitl at 8.5 is Malkin, and that's, the, that's a fact. You know, that this team's going to live or die over the next eight seasons with those two guys. They're going to take them somewhere, or they're going to you know, or we're going to complain that they didn't take him somewhere. <laughs> but I want to say this. Dry settle's 22. Malkin's 32. Right? Sid's 31. Uh, McDavid is 21. There's right. 10 years of hockey between these guys. So, so you know that's not jump all over the guy, those well, guys I'm are- not telling Euler fan to be more patient right, right. you won't hear me say be patient order fan you've been patient enough i get it you're in a hurry i'm in a hurry bob i think you're in a hurry but the facts are the facts these guys are 10 years younger and with a ton less experience and and a little and less around them uh, they might beat them on a one night basis but uh, the Edmonton tandem is overmatched at this point to beat the Pittsburgh Tanguin Tandem long-term. And in the first
0: couple years, because uh, right now Malkin is in year five of an eight-year deal at $9.5 million. Crosby, of course, signed a 12-year deal. That's when you could yep. still do that back then yep. in the previous system. Right. At $8.7 million, he's in year six. So in the first okay. couple of years— they didn't have the depth because of the percentage of cap that those guys tied up. Sure. This is the first year that we have McDavid and Dreisaitl both on the books at $21 million, may yeah. I add. You know, we might be looking at three years Edmonton having a lot more cap space as a result to balance out the lineup. And okay. some graduating, maturing players filtering up as well. Stoffer, this sounds like you are taking me right down that conversation to be patient, but I get it. You know, it's and and we're going to find out tonight, This is how about the schedule to start the year for the Oilers? These these next three games, another three, you know, three. This is yeah. game four tonight of a six-game stretch where the Oilers will play teams that all had one hundred plus points last year. <laughs> it's been a virtual murderer's row.
1: It's Emerson. been a really, really, really tough start. Really tough start. So every team in the league is going to have a challenging section of their schedule right they're gonna have the part they label this is the worst time of year for us uh, for Edmonton it's to start the season there's no getting around it and no one in the league would look at this and say oh boy that looks like fun because <laughs> it's not but I want to say this get through it get through this week at four and four right go into Nashville at four and four now you got Nashville Chicago come home at five and five. You're fine if that's. the You case. look at your. You say, we just got through the toughest ten games of our schedule, and the start of the season, and Sweden, and we're sitting there with five and five. We're in really good shape. And that
0: still won't be good enough for a, a large percentage uh, of the care fan about base. Those people, but
1: but you have to look. You know, if if you took every team in the league and said, "Give me your ten games of the year in December, in March, in February, wherever it is," every single one would say, "Man, we'll take five hundred and that in this little stretch." go to a couple texts. You can text
0: us on our Heartland Ford text line. Bob, you can't even remotely compare dry saddle to Malkin. Malkin is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Right now, you can't. But the point is, the Oilers need dry saddle long-term to be... Uh, to get
1: into that conversation.
0: To get into that conversation. Yep. Uh, another Boy, texts are coming in fast and furious. Bob, I have this. Now, this is an interesting topic because I think it's one that I'd like to discuss with you, Mark. Here. Okay. Bob, I have a question for you. Boston has one massive front-loaded line with points coming off that line. Same with the Avalanche. And then there's others. Why can't we play Nugent, Hopkins, McDavid, and Settle on one line? Maybe put Stroma's second-line center on a line with Lucic and maybe Marodi as third-line center. And I think you might see that at some
1: point during tonight's game, Mark. But Yeah, if the Oilers aren't winning. <laughs> that right. seems to be the... Right. I mean, looks every coach needs to have a something in his holster here. Yeah. Right? You don't throw all your bullets on the ice to start the game. What do you say to the people... And I,
0: I I'd wanna actually I'm gonna pose the question for the Texers right now. You can text us at six thirty, six thirty. How many of you think the order should just play Dry Settle with McDavid and have Nugent Hopkins as a second line center? And how many of you are completely opposed to it and say, No, keep Nugent Hopkins with McDavid and have Dry Settle as a second line center?
1: I'd like to so let's do that do you in think form- that, do you think that McDavid's better? Like, he's been great with Nugent Hopkins. Yeah. It's been going really, really I think well.
0: Dreisaitl's better with McDavid, but I got news for you. I'm not convinced McDavid's has necessarily any better yeah, right. with Dreisaitl. In fact, if anything, I, I think, think you're nu- saying it. I, I think Nugent saying Hopkins it. actually does a better job in low support defensively, yep. and so I'd like to know what people think. Text us at 630-630 because some would say Leon would be getting his way. If he ends up on a line with, and I'm not sure, but like I've never you, heard, never once have I had Dry, dry say to me, you know, Bob, I just want to play right wing on Connor's line. He doesn't line. say that. He never says that, no. and and he goes, I don't care where they play me. I'll play I'll play center oh. or I'll play right wing. But I'd like to know what the listeners think. So Texas is 6:30, 6:30. Should Tom McClellan keep playing Ryan Nugent Hopkins on left wing with Connor McDavid at center and having Drysdale center his own line, or? Have Nugent Hopkins
1: center the second line and have Drysettle it right away. Well, I would say that you look at the Pittsburgh model. It's Malkin that gets Kessel, right? It's Sid that's always was breaking in younger guys. Now, again, Jake Gunsell's emerged and he's a very good winger. He's not a yeah. young nobody anymore. But it's it's Malkin's usually been affixed with the solid free agent guy, like a guy like Kessel who could score you 40. Yeah. Uh, Sid doesn't get him. So what if you took Nugent Hopkins and moved him to play with Drysettle? And you, and you replaced him with, you know, whoever you want. Lucic, a different left winger for McDavid. What if he did that? Text us at 6.30, 6.30. They're coming in fast and furious.
0: We should have a kicker tonight just for you, Topher, since you've made eight references on text to the word kicker. 1984 Consmite Trophy winner for one Mark Messier. It is Stoffer Inspector for our friends at Horse Race in Alberta, and we'll continue from Roger's Place after this.
1: This is Zach Cassian from the
0: Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Stoffer on 630. Zach Cassian and Kyle Brodziak coming off perhaps their best game of the season against Nashville. It's Edmonton and Pittsburgh tonight, Crosby versus McDavid. You can book now with New West Travel Oilers fans. You can join us. Two great roadies coming up, one in Nashville, one in Vegas. See the Oilers playing two of the most exciting arenas in the National Hockey League. These orders now packages include airfare, accommodation, great game tickets, including a private suite in Vegas, all your transportation, a welcome reception with myself and special guests. We've had some great guests over the years. Parking at the the value park at the Edmonton International Airport. Limited space to get on these roadies to Nashville and Vegas for the orders now. Road trips. Call the travel experts at New West Travel 780-432-7446 or online at newestravel.com. All right. Uh, I asked a question, Stoffer Inspector going on right now for Horse Racing Alberta. Again, uh, on behalf of the 7,000 Albertans employed in the horse racing industry. Point blank, who do you want to have? Like, does it make more sense to have Nugent Hopkins centering his own line, or uh, with Drysettle on the right wing with McDavid, or conversely, Drysettle centering his own line? And, uh, Mark, we have over our. 150 responses in <laughs> under eight minutes. Oh, there you go. Uh, that's Edmonton. Here we go. Uh, we'll just quickly race through a few here. Uh, JJ says, out of Red Deer, check 97's numbers when he plays with Leon. Leon's actually a drag on him. You can text us at 630-630. McDavid's better if nude, says a text out of Edmonton. So dry Settle should run his own line. Andrew says, dry Settle and McDavid just for a bit just to get him going. I hope to believe that if the orders escape from October at 500, they will be in great shape considering how hard is October is. That one comes to us from Andrew. Out of Vermilion, Alberta, no question. Keep Nugent, Connor together, and Leon with Polly Yarvey. Uh, Bob, no way. 93 needs to be with 97, and 29 needs to be on the second line. From Mook. Uh, Jumanji, that's his handle, uh, Mick Jumanji. He says, uh, I need 93 on 97's line because I took him in the pool. Well, it really is all about that, isn't it? Uh, Jared out of Red Deer. Bob, if anything, put Leon with Nugent Hopkins. That's what Specs suggesting. Uh, out of Lacklabish, keep uh, r and with McDavid. Leon needs to figure it out. The Haas says, when Drysettle proves he can drive his own line, he should center his own line. Not before. Another text out of Edmonton. Uh, which says, keep Leon and McDavid separate. And uh, that's just in the first 50 or so texts. Uh, this text comes in saying, Leon Drysettle needs Jake Debrusque on his wing out of Lethbridge. I think he's suggesting a Debrusque for Paul Yarvie uh, trade. Reggie and RD says, uh, Bob, the orders need to get Iggy off the couch. <laughs> Hank in St. Albert says, Bob, you simply cannot justify paying Leon Dreisaitl $8.5 million to be 97's winger. If you're paying him that kind of money, he needs to be responsible for driving his own line. The problem is the owners don't have any wingers to play with him. That contract was an overpay from the start, so you might as well get him to drive his own line. And... Uh, V says, actually, it makes more sense to put Nugent Hopkins with Leon like Specter suggested. So there's a range. And everybody, that's the beauty of Edmonton. Yeah. You know, this is why Kevin... You know what? I'll say this once. I'll say it a hundred times. Kevin Lowe has always been open to having discussions with maybe guys that didn't play in the NHL because he knows about the level of passion that it yep. exists in hockey in this market. We got tremendously passionate fans. A lot, You and me operate under, I, I think I can speak for you on, on this. I operate under the context, I might be a bit of a know-it-all, but you know what? I know there's guys out there that know a lot more about the game than me, and they might even be listening to this show right now. <laughs> and I think you feel the same oh, way. for sure, for you sure. You know, and that's the nature of our market. Like, they're all well, in. Well,
1: that's a hockey town, right? It's a hockey country, hockey town. where uh, one sport sort of. And, they, and, you know, the thing I will say, having been around a league to all the spots, as of you, um, the fact that this building, uh, this big, beautiful Rogers, we're looking at it right now, fills up every night, uh, regardless of team performance. Uh, it hasn't been a great decade. 500-plus sellouts Edmonton the, the has fans, had. That's, that's, the fans just keep coming in. That's 12-plus years. That, yeah, that speaks volumes. All
0: right, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to have Phil Burke on from uh, uh, Pittsburgh coming up at uh, 105. Speck Ross also going to talk a bit about the Edmonton Eskimos at 120. Okay, right now, we're going to go off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell.
1: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.